Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river, moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. These are some interesting and trying times. But once we get back to the new norm, there's going to be so many wonderful things to do right here in Mississippi. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We are coming to you also from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio as always. And talking about things today... I don't know how pretty it is, more like tough as nails, discipline, respect, dedication, and with a purpose and cause. Two of the three guests, Navy SEALs. One began his military career as a U.S. Marine. Nonetheless, he found a new team and home as a Navy SEAL member. He describes himself as a gentleman farmer. I can't wait to hear about that. And lives in eastern Washington. We're not teaching advanced special warfare programs for the military. The next, number two, worked in several leadership roles from managing security for government officials in a war zone to leading the Leapfrogs, the Navy SEALs parachute team. Also a Seattle native who now lives in San Diego. And guest three was recently on with me. He's become a good friend and pal, one of the smartest guys I know with a great soul. Breaks out the ukulele, as he call it every once in a while, a Fortune 500 consultant and beyond. This PhD's focus is communication, and he sees the disciplines of U.S. Navy SEALs as a form of structure that allows for teams of people to operate dynamically and effectively in the worst possible situations, like what we're going through right now. He thinks SEAL wisdom should be helpful for people trying to build and change the world. They've teamed up, and the name so fittingly is Happy Tiger, an organization designed to bring leadership and special operation forces and team building to civilian organizations, companies, and folks just like yours and you. So let's welcome them in now. David Pittleco, they call him Pitt. Rob Monroe, I'm going to find out what they call him. And welcome back my pal, PhD, Randy Harrington. <laughs> What's up, guys? Woohoo! Hi. Glad to be here. Hey, Steve. Am I? In my own good terms so far. You know, I'm on pins and needles a little bit right now. (laughs) You're doing a fine job. Thank you. Thank you. Randy, Randy, thanks for joining me again. And I want to dig into Happy Tigers. But before, Pitt, I want to find out first if you could take me back to the Wonder Years. You know, tell our guests what it was like growing up, your family life, the how, the why. You became a Navy SEAL in the first place and what you're doing now. I hope you'll forgive me. I'm I'm a Yankee. I was born in uh, Minnesota and raised in Wisconsin. Um, my uh, 
I'm the second of uh, two boys in my family and then younger twin sisters. And uh, my dad was a uh, physician and um, passed away a couple of years ago. My mom is uh, currently living on her own. She's 95 years old, still going strong. And I uh, kind of grew up as a suburban kid and did the standard stuff, high school, and then went to college. And then uh, first week I was in college, I, I ran into a U.S. Marine recruiter. I actually started out to be a veterinarian. And uh, uh, talked to that Marine recruiter. He asked what my major was. I told him veterinary medicine. He said, uh, hmm. nah, "That's not going to work, Dave. We don't we don't need veterinarians in the Marine Corps." So I changed it and uh, <laughs> got out of college four years later. Went on active duty in 1977 and was a Marine infantry officer for seven years. And sometime during that phase, I uh, I kind of got a, a hankering to try something new. I had met Navy SEALs on. Uh, deployments aboard ship when I was a young officer, and so just had a little kind of a brush with them, and I thought, ah, I might check into that, and I remember one time I was at Paris Island, South Carolina, and, and uh, I went to the base library one day, dug out an old musty-smelling black-and-white book out of the shelves about Navy frogmen in World War II, and, and then the hook was set, hmm. so uh, I put in for what was called inter-service transfer. You can, there's a provision for it. You can go from one service to the other. And um, after 18 months of trying, I finally got accepted into the program and went out to uh, Coronado, California, went through what we call BUDS, Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training. Uh, I was successful at that and then joined the SEAL teams and stayed 23 years. And then at the, uh, in 2007, at the accumulation of 30 years total service, seven in the Marines, 23 in the Navy, then, uh, then I got my walk-in papers and, and, um, and left active duty. Um, we, uh, my wife and I have five children. We always homeschooled them. So we looked for something we could do as a family. So I thought, well, farming, that would, that would work. (laughs) Uh, So we tried that and, uh, and we did, we've done, or I guess you could say we're still doing it. We, we have just one child left at home, 18 year old daughter, but, uh, I call myself a gentleman farmer. And the definition of mine of that term is that, uh, you don't make any money at it, but you eat pretty well. So it's old school. Uh, that's going old school, that, Pitt. That's <laughs> yeah. that's Basically, probably where our times are going to go. We're going to be bartering and trading, and and you're you're back to the uh, little house on the prairie days. That may work out very well. You know. Uh, yeah, it is. It is kind of like that. I think you're right. Yeah. So tell me, Rob, about growing up with you as well, and how how you got there. Sure, Steve. Um, first off, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, uh, folks, the Munros in, in Kosciuszko, I think there's a whole bunch of them down there, because um, that's where my whole, my dad's side of the family came from. Now there. you're talking family. <laughs> um, back in the back in the 1910 or 20 or something, they came out here, but uh, to California. So I'm a Westerner. You have you have connection to Kosciuszko, uh, don't you, Steve? Yeah, my, my cousin, my mom's first cousin was mayor for years, Fred George. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's an interesting story. He had, cool. His initial, he he did a. Uh, never mind. I'll I'll tell you off. I don't know how tasteful, but he had to, <laughs> he had a restaurant and his initials didn't work out in the scheme of things, so he flipped his initials. But we'll talk about that another time. Rob, tell me about your journey. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Um, so I'm a Westerner. I grew up playing the drums. My dad was a drummer, but um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a good drummer. I just said that I like playing the drums. I like blues, but love it. Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of an average kid um, growing up in Seattle. Um, it rains a lot there, and yeah. I was a Boy Scout. 
so I and I was paper I had a paper route, so I was used to being cold, tired, wet, and hungry, which <laughs> served me well when I when I got, when I got the bug. Um, and uh, you know, so like kind of like yeah, I've been here before. So because um, you know, in, in Seattle, just it, it, it's to being a Boy Scout up there, you're going to get wet. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and and I was a skinny kid, so. Um, my dad was an insurance agent, so uh, I I was beat up a lot, and, and I hated bullies. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was just I was like they call bully bait, right? So um, anyway, the whole deal with the Navy. Uh, my dad died when I was sixteen, and um, so I ended up going to college because I had uh, Social Security. They they gave you you know kids Social Security at the my time. Dad, you, wow. Your parents parents died they provided money for college and i thought well there's all these kids out there that can't go to college that want to go to college i don't really know what i want to do but yeah i went to college and um so i was you know i was pretty pretty much a lackluster i didn't really want to be there and there wasn't anything what i wanted to do was i wanted to adventure and i wanted to learn to scuba dive and skydive and i'd written this list when i was eight in in eighth grade of all the stuff I wanted to do, snow ski, and, and I looked at the list and thought, how am I going to get somebody to pay me to do this stuff? Because I can't, I can't afford this on my own. A little young to be doing a bucket list, more like you're supposed to be talking about dreams and ambitions, not the bucket list at eight in eighth grade, but I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, I, was, I was a little backward. But, um, but anyway, uh, I... Uh, so, you know, that combination of, of being bullied and wanting to get out and do stuff, and I was, I was like, like my last year in college, and I ran into this guy that was a Navy set, and he was telling me about these guys that are SEALs, and, oh, yeah, man, the SEALs, and, you know, they go into bars, and, they you know, they'd be in there, and they'd get into a fight, and then they'd tear the bar apart, and they'd, they'd break it down <laughs> brick by brick with their bare hands, and I'm like, wow, what else do they do? Well, they go after terrorists, and... And I realized that um, that bullies and criminals and terrorists are all in the same group. Uh, they they all prey on on people that are weaker or easy targets or you know the defenseless. And I thought, wow, these seal guys, I got to be a part of this. I got to do this thing. They, they beat up bullies. They uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they hit my bucket list. Everything's paid for, um, and I just show up. You know? <laughs> wow. Wow. So anyway, my senior, my senior year uh, uh, in college, I decided that I was going to do this, and so I, uh, I graduated and uh, applied for officer candidate school and went back to Newport, Rhode Island, and, and made it through that somehow. They they, they let me through, and um, and then I, I got out to uh, <clears throat> to Buds, went through Buds, <clears throat> and uh, started my whole thing in in uh, you know as a naval officer in in the SEAL teams, and. Um, thought I was only going to do it for like four years or maybe eight at the most and 28 years later there I was during the Mississippi minute don't forget everybody as my man Rob said he loves Kosciuszko Mississippi there's a lot to do there as well go to visit Mississippi.org check out all the incredible things we have to do right here when these trying times leave us alone you're in the keep Mississippi beautiful studios I'm with Randy Pitt Rob happy tigers we'll be right back In a 
a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I just heard a hoo-yah. I'm in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. And uh, my guest today, Navy SEALs, I've got Rob and Pitt on the phone and my pal, Ph.D., Randy, all together formed the Happy Tiger. Happy Tigers. And uh, somebody's missing from the group, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Don't forget to go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the incredible things once they let us out of the house, which it won't be long. Keep the faith. And keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Randy. Help me uh, navigate Yo. from here. Let's talk about how the heck you guys meet in the first place. And this whole Happy Tiger concept, uh, it's brilliant to me. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a retreat. It sounds like boot camp. It sounds like everything you want. You know, we grew up going to retreats when we were growing up. I have done Catholic retreats with Kevin James, great actor, and my boy Gary Valentine. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of what we experienced uh, during a weekend. So let's talk about how you guys met. And if you wouldn't mind, Randy, you know, navigate me from here for a little bit so my listeners can really get you the bet. skinny. I have been fascinated with the idea that small groups of people could do amazing things if they were able to work tightly together and communicate effectively. And so that led me to studying the field teams because they're just the best. It cracked me up in the first segment there where Rob and Pitt were like, so I went out to California and got through Buds, and they just kind of passed that along. And I don't know if you know, I'm sure probably, Steve, you do, that, that Buds, Basic Underwater Demolition Seal School, is the toughest military training in the world. And uh, of the hundred and some odd people that might go into a class, uh, you know, it's not unusual for 20 or 30 or even less. To finally graduate uh the the quit rate is extraordinarily high right. so uh just the fact that they kind of put that trident on that that budweiser pin uh that's just a remarkable achievement to say nothing of what they've done in their operational lives so uh i've just been fascinated i'm honored uh to see these guys i'm honored to be in their presence and um all that said they're you know as you heard in the first segment they're just they're, they're just good guys they're they're uh, very humble and uh, uh, just just really friendly folks. So we met uh, because I had formed a relationship with the, the other of the Happy Tigers, uh, uh, Steve Alberg. Steve Alberg uh, was Commodore of uh, Group 2 down in Coronado when I first met him in around 2000 and recruited him uh, to become a consultant in our company. And he had been working, he's been working with us ever since. And uh, it was through him and some of the, the continued work I was doing, uh, just trying to integrate field leadership design into our consulting practice, that Pitt reached out to me over LinkedIn. And uh, then after I started talking to Pitt, Rob came along, and then you know we just started all talking and working together. And uh, it, it occurred to me maybe two years ago that what I had been trying to do was take these, these warriors and turn them into civilians. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, that's not what we want. I mean, the reason people want to come talk to Robin Pitt and Steve is because they're SEALs, for God's sake. So yeah. that's what we really wanted, and that's where Happy Tiger, the concept really emerged, was how can we allow these guys to be who they are and bring that value to a civilian world in a way that's compelling and safe and fun and builds that camaraderie and teamwork that you were just talking about with uh like with the catholic retreat piece you know similar uh we'd go out and uh 
on break, shoot some hoop, shoot some guns, heavy artillery. We did that. We played football. Actually, Kevin uh, and G- and Gary, they're both really good athletes. Kevin was a good quarterback. I mean, you you look at him and you're going like, you know, uh, you know, is he a, is he like a defensive lineman or you know or a linebacker? You right. know, and and he's very agile. They both are very agile athletes, which is. You know, sort of. I told him it defied all things that I'm used to seeing. But anyway, the. Uh, but you're right. We we spent an incredible day, and it was great food, uh, chefs. Um, he actually had the number one. I didn't know there were rankings, but the number one exorcist priest in the world there. And uh, then, I didn't know there were. How about that, guys? Either. Hey, 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 Robin Pitt. How about that? I mean, like that's. I mean. You guys have done some tough things. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was intimidating. He'd tell some stories, and I'd like you guys to tell us some stories that you're not supposed to. But I know I'll get in trouble for even asking. And (laughs) there'll be a knock at my door when this interview's over. (laughs) I'm sure you guys are that quick that you can make your way down the Mississippi River, even swim in the Mississippi River. I imagine. Hey, you bring up an interesting point, Randy. You talk about the 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 dropout rate. Rob and Pitt, yeah. you, one of you, both of you tell me, was there ever a point where you were, like, taken to the wall where you risked not becoming a SEAL? Watching back now to 1984, I can't recall that, but I think what, it, what I had in my favor was I was this, the senior guy in the class. I was a lieutenant junior grade, and so I, there, there's always a class leader. So they pick the senior guy by rank and say, okay, you're in charge. So you're a student just like everybody else. You do everything everybody else does, but... They, you know, you're, they give you the training schedule. Here it is. Make sure everybody's where they should be with the right stuff at the right time. And so that, and I didn't think of this at the time. It was only years later it dawned on me. Um, I had that, and I had one other thing that nobody else had, and that was a wristwatch. And I needed that because I had to marry up what the training schedule said with what my watch said to make sure that we got to the right place on time. And I think maybe in the back of my mind, as I look at my watch, I'd know. If they were, you know, doing something that was brutalizing us, I, I look down. and I go, "Well, this could only last another nine minutes because we got to be over there." Then, <laughs> so, um, and and again, I, I don't recall that conscious thought of that while it was happening. But later on, I thought, okay, "By golly, I, I don't know that that might have been something that just, you know, got me over the edge." And uh, right, and it, it's one of those things. It's like if you're in charge, you know, like if you're a father and you got little kids, you're, you know, you're looking out for them, and you're not really thinking about you. It's like you know, I take care of all these people here, so it kind of, you know, directs your focus on it. Hey, Pitt, that's a game changer. That's a game changer in anything in life. It was for me becoming a better songwriter, more focused, uh, working harder with after two kids and then the third kid on the way. That changed me because you are responsible for way more than yourself, and that is you can't let them down. I love hearing that. And then, so, Rob, you're bullied as a young kid, and you're growing up. We've been watching uh, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, you know, him getting cut when he was a sophomore. Hey, Rodman didn't even play in high school. He didn't even even make the varsity team the four years he was there. You know, Pippen was a manager of freshman year, and these guys became a great basketball team. I always felt like Jordan played with this chip on his shoulder. You're growing up, you're bullied. I mean, Rob, does that help you drive yourself a little further, a little harder along, not giving up? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And my dad was an insurance agent. So, you know, growing up, after, after he passed away, I thought, okay, well, I guess I have to be an insurance agent, too. Yeah. And I hated it. I mean, I, I hated the thought of it, of sitting behind the desk, but I thought that's what I had to do. And um, <clears throat> so 
so when I heard about this thing, the SEAL Team thing, I'm like, man, that's all I want to do. I don't know if I can do it, but that's all I want to do. And so I, I was kind of like the guy, if you remember the old movie, Officer and the Gentleman, yeah. you know, and, and Richard Gere is back there. He's like, i got no place to go. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling that uh, that, uh, that was not you. <laughs> but, but I'm glad you have a sense of humor. Rob, for you, I mean, how close did it come? You going through a, a trial or tribulation that wasn't expected. Yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, I was just talking with, uh, with Pitt and Randy and some of the rest of our team yesterday. And, and yeah, I was, I was liking it to this. I had a, well, my fourth parachute jump, left the plane at uh, 12,500 feet. Uh, I had a, a good opening at 5,000 feet. And, uh, but my, I, I, I was spinning you know, I was like, like oscillating and, and like a corkscrew out of, out of the sky. And I realized that I had to cut away. I was going to have to cut the parachute away, which is always one of those things in your mind. No, like, no, no, no. I don't know. You know don't tell me. It's going to work, you know, yeah. if I cut this thing away. But anyway, the training is, you know, for us, um, we're, we're, we're trained for uncertainty, for times of uncertainty. It's the first line in our ethos. You know, in times of war and uncertainty, there is a special breed of warrior ready to answer our nation's call. And so uncertainty is the deal. Um, and the first thing they teach you about dealing with uncertainty is don't panic. So, you know, I just kind of step through it. Don't panic. Do what you need to do. Do what can be done. And then just sink right in the moment. Be there. You know, so wow. I, I cut away and uh, pulled my uh, the next step was the reserve parachute. And so I was, as we say, in the saddle at 2,000 feet. And, uh, and the next thing I was thinking about, not my next meal or when I was going to work out again, but the next thing I was thinking about is, you know, landing that parachute. So mm. those were kind of the top three things that don't panic and do what you can do and think in the moment, think immediately. We're going to take a break. You guys get to play DJ. Don't forget, before I bring you guys to Mississippi, I want you to go to visit Mississippi.org to see all these cool things like these blues museums and blues trail markers. And, and I'm even on a country trail marker, and, and we get, you get to go and see the, the origin of so many great things that have happened artistically in our state. It's amazing, really amazing. And Pitt, agriculturally speaking, you know, we rock oh, yeah. and roll down here, you know, when it comes to that. It's going to seem like home for you guys, but before you visit, here's the deal. Rob, you're the drummer. I'm going to let you play uh, DJ. Would you like to hear Muddy Waters or Howlin' Wolf? Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear some Muddy Waters, please. It's going to happen right now. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I got the Happy Tigers. Hoo-yah, on the line with my pal Randy. Rob Pitt. It's going to right, right in there. When I was a young boy, at the age of five, my mother said I gonna be the greatest man alive. These are trying times, and my friends at Guarantee Bank believe in every crisis, there lies an opportunity. Use this time to plan for the future as life returns to normal. It always does. Stay safe. Help those in need or who are struggling with the effects of the crisis. Stay six feet apart and wash your hands. Let Guarantee Bank make this chaotic time a little less stressful. 
They have a full menu of electronic self-service options that allow you to make deposits, transfer money, pay bills, check balances, and much more from your phone or computer. If you'd like to talk to a Guarantee Bank member at your branch, they're available from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. The phone number is 800-847-7454. Stay safe and stay healthy. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Check, check, one, where's all my bio? In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I'm laughing because a hoo keeps flying in between all of the quiet times we're supposed to have. My producer's going to kill me. Uh, I'm with the Happy Tigers. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can get them, how they can come to your company, your town, your retreat. Speaking with Rob Monroe and David Pittleco, because it rhymes. Yeah. He's got no E on the end of his name, but that's how he says it. I hope to God that's how he says it, because if it's not, I'm in trouble. And Randy Harrington, my pal, uh, last couple years on the phone. Happy Tigers, Randy. T- tell me about what you get. Uh, I've gotten to experience being with you on stage uh, at the Alabama Credit Union. Uh, it was an incredible uh, experience getting to know Steve Swafford, the CEO, you know, the team there, they were really incredible. But how engaged and vested they are in you and you them. We got to do our thing uh, down at the crossroads. Yours is, sounds like it's it's a longer experience. How did it all come about? Take me through the program. Sure. Super, yeah, well, we'll super quick. Uh, the, the basic idea, uh, the idea, the name... Happy Tiger came from Rob. Uh, I think he's the one who first said it. And, and uh, Rob, you had actually seen like a, a Bengal tiger, right? Somewhere it was down in Florida or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. It's this, uh, well, it's another story for another time, but this thing that's going on right now about the, the tiger thing. Oh, yeah. I was, I, was yeah. Down, I, was, I was there. I was at that place. Oh my! And, uh, okay. Yeah, they and they have all these tigers that, that they take from circus and carnivals and all that stuff. But anyway, Bengal tiger, you couldn't see him. Uh, he was in this in this enclosure in, in behind uh, brush, and we went up and we're standing next to the fence, and all of a sudden this eight hundred pound tiger leaps out and runs across this field towards us, and you couldn't hear a sound. It was just eight hundred pounds of tiger moving at you, and it's just silent came right up to the fence, right up to us, like, woo! Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and then seemed happy to see you, right? It was like, oh, yeah. hi, how are yeah. you? Yeah, yeah he, he just, it was, it was kind of friendly. Hey, yeah. do I get to say yeah. hoo-yah at all? Do I get to do that on this call, or, am, or do I get in trouble for doing hoo-yah? It does take some practice. Well, no, I'm not worried about the practice. Hoo-yah. Hoo-yah. <laughs> I get... While we're with you, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, while we're with okay. you, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Randy, keep going. So, so, so uh, uh, yeah. So me, anyway, so the whole concept behind Happy Tiger basically is: wouldn't it be cool to be able to just hang out with these guys and just really get to visit and talk and bring, sit down and, and share the challenges that you've got in your own professional development in your workspace? Uh, because they've got wisdom that's just kind of like flying all over the place if you're able to sit down and talk with them, and that's the gist of it. So, like for example, this week. Uh, they're going to be doing a webinar uh, talking about leadership and some of the stuff Rob was just hinting at uh, during COVID-19. And that's going to be a webinar for, I believe, the Missouri Bankers Association, uh, head nod to the good folks up in Missouri. 
And uh, this is the kind of thing that Happy Tiger's all about. It's about putting these guys into a position where they can be in dialogue with other professionals, and it can be relaxed and comfortable. Um, you know, of course, these guys are SEALs, and we have spent a good bit of time putting together uh, experiential learning, which they see as critical to uh, just about everything. And so uh, if you come to a Happy Tiger event, there's a good chance you're going to find yourself, uh, uh, you know, sneaking and peeking and, and uh, uh, you know, doing some of the things that, that you've always wanted to do on TV, but you're going to be able to do this safely. And uh, it's, it's just a ton of fun. I ran through it with the guys about a month ago. And as soon as we ran through kind of like the, uh, the room clearing thing, I was like, OK, let's do that again. I got to do that again. That's the coolest thing ever. Hey, there's the voice right there. There's a hoo hoo ya hoo ya boy. Hey, uh, wait, yeah, so what do y'all mean? Listen, yeah, I'm going to ask these question. guys, put them on the spot. What, I don't think it means that? anything. I think just somebody just said it. I mean, but does it mean something? <laughs> you can't even spell it, right? Uh, you can spell yeah, it. it. I'll spell yeah, it for ahead. you. It's uh, the way I always spelled it was it's capital H, small O, small O, capital Y, small A, small H, and always with an exclamation point because you always got to say it emphatically. So, hoo yeah. So my understanding was this came about from way back in the day, and it's just kind of a just this guttural, you know, from the from the, the very core of your expression, and it it means everything from uh, usually it's it's said in an enthusiastic manner, you know, if the yeah. instructor you know comes out and says good morning, you, you know, say oh yeah, instructor, fill in his name. Um, or if they ask you to do something that's very difficult, you go oh yeah, and it's just a it's a motivational thing. It's a uh, show your enthusiasm to who you're talking to and, and fire yourself up. Sometimes it's used in a the opposite, like uh, you know, Friday afternoon you get ready to go home and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, you got to stand the duty tonight." You know, you go, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like aloha or shalom. It means a lot of yeah. things. You know, hello, yeah, 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 goodbye, yeah. I love you, I hate you. So it's one of those things, and it's just. Um, just a way of expressing yourself in the in the teams. Just a sad hoo y'all. I'm not sure about that. You know, down here in Mississippi, we say hoo y'all, hoo y'all, hoo y'all be. That's what we say. Probably <laughs> you're all, this is, It's almost southern. You know, you got somebody. Hey, uh, hey. So, uh, all right. You know, our one of my presenting sponsors, old friends of mine for many years. So when I moved back. Uh, you know, and I never quit banking with them. Is Guarantee Bank, and uh, they're they started in. Belzona, Midnight, Mississippi, that area uh, in the Delta, and they've really grown. So I gotta gotta try to convince them to bring you guys in uh, for a, for a company uh, day and retreat if they do that or when they do that uh, when we get back. You bring up an interesting point. You're talking about doing these webinars and talking about this COVID. I mean, you guys seem like the perfect guys to bring in right now. Virtual versus being there in person. What's been the uh, the challenge? Has it been one yet? Or, you know, how do you guys prepare for virtual uh, when you can't physically be there? You know, if you looked a couple of months ago, that wouldn't have been our first thought because the world was different then. But um, it's kind of, you know, you got to adapt and improvise and overcome. So we're figuring that's out. That's from the movie. Along. I know what movie that's from, by the way. Don't even get me started. That's our, that's our <laughs> saying on stage. That's exactly what we say on stage when things aren't going well. <laughs> Love it. Well, see, things are going well. So, so you know, we're we're growing into it, and uh, you know, and seeing how it works. And uh, we're gonna, you know, we got a plan. And in fact, this is the thing we were talking about yesterday, we were doing our rehearsals. 
uh, we have a plan, but we realize that you know we might start out doing that. And we've got to no, that's not going to work. We've got to change it. We got to adapt it. We got to modify it, and you know, figure out what works. And and we know we'll get there, but you know, we're just uh, we're trying our way through and doing the best we can and uh, figuring out what's going to work. And um, and I think we're doing this because they add on what Randy was said. I learned a long, discovered a long time ago that you, you can you can learn something from everyone. So that's kind of our desire. Is there's something that Rob and Steve and I that we picked up during our time in active duty that that's going to help somebody else, and that's a good thing. Um, uh, these guys aren't in the SEAL team. We don't have to do exactly that, but maybe we're going to help impress upon them kind of a mindset and attitude and character that will help them carry right. through, through things where, where they need some help. So. Well, the combination of you guys is a no-brainer. I mean, you, you, you sort of run the gamut. I mean, it's uh... – I mean, it's a, an a, it's a eleven or twelve on a scale to one, a zero to ten. You know, it's it's pretty cool. So I appreciate you guys taking a Mississippi minute with me. We're not done. We're gonna come right back and have a a little quick powwow on a hoo ya hoo ya moment. And uh, uh, so don't forget, guys, go to visit Mississippi.org. Check out all the things. They're gonna let us out of the cage soon. Uh, I have a feeling. Slowly, smartly, wisely pay attention to state and federal guidelines and so we don't have to go back through this again i'm with the happy tigers very happy tigers today uh, my my pal new pal dave my new pal rob and my old pal randy we're gonna be right back and keep missing studio crisis there lies an opportunity use this time to plan for the future as life returns to normal it always does stay safe help those in need or who are struggling with the effects of the crisis stay six feet apart and wash your hands let guarantee bank make this chaotic time a little less stressful they have a full menu of electronic self-service options that allow you to make deposits transfer money pay bills check balances and much more from your phone or computer if you'd like to talk to a guarantee bank member at your branch they're available from 8 a.m to 4 p.m monday through friday the phone number is 800-847-7454 stay safe and stay healthy guarantee bank member fdic Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Can I get a hoo-yah? How would Al Pacino say hoo-yah? Hoo-yah. <laughs> I'm with Rob Pitt, Randy, Happy Tigers. Uh, pretty cool, guys. You know, hey, guys, we're, we're going through some, I mean, just the times we're going through. It's just so uncertain, and it's like 
just watching the stock is about as certain as watching what the stock market's going to do today or tomorrow in the next 10 minutes. So where do you feel like we'll be when we come out of this? What are we going to look like as a nation, as a world? I mean, don't tell me that I'm not going to be able to hug anybody for the rest of my life. It's going to drive me crazy. I love hugging strangers. So where do you guys see it? Wow, Steve. I mean, somebody can make a lot of money. They came up with the right answer on this one. Okay. I, I, I'll just, I'll, my standpoint is SEAL training is, is really mental. It's, that's really, people don't make it through SEAL training because of the mental piece, not the physical piece. You'll get through training if you, you just don't quit. But the mental piece is where you lose it. And I think that's what we're in. We're really in this mental battle, this, this thing that we just have to be tough. We have to, we have to grit it out and we have to take whatever measures we need to take. I mean, my son came over yesterday. I, I couldn't hug him. You know, I wanted to hug him. So we're doing virtual hugs, you know, like six feet away from each other and we're, we're doing the hugging motion. Um, but we, I think you just, you know, we have to be smart about what we do. I don't think he's got the virus. I don't have the virus, you know, but what if I got the virus? I don't know. I'm mentally, I got to be tough and think about how I'm going to, do the right things, the smart things, you know, that, that we're being told we need to do. We need to think logically. Does that make sense? And, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't know if that's an answer, though. Uh, Randy, rural living, uh, where do you see it going? Well, you know, I do think that what we're going to see is economies get closer to home. You know, I think we are going to see more farms and farm stands opening up. And I think people are going to appreciate uh, their own communities a lot more. Uh, and and the sense of who who are my town folk here? We were talking about the the, the meat issue, and we were talking about oh well, we've got the meat eat grass company, uh, grass fed beef company right over here. So we we're, we immediately zoomed in on well, who's producing foods uh, that you know right across the street or right downtown or whatever it is, and, and that's what's going to be the focus, I think. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there's going to be other no, positive think, things that come out of this. Yeah, yeah, they call it. Up here, they, they call it CSA. Oh, what was that? I'm sorry. They, they have a thing called CSA. I don't know if that's just here everywhere. Community-supported agriculture. And, and we used to kick into that. We were, our farm was going. We provided eggs, honey, um, blueberries, various things at different stores and restaurants. And, um, and they're, like Randy was saying, that maybe that'll, that'll become real popular here in the, in the future where you get your all your food from like a 50 mile radius instead of the other side of the world. So well, it'll be you know, a seven day, a, seven day a week farmer's market rather than on Saturday. Right. Bands yeah, always. Play. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Well, there's something that's really, I don't know, man, it's kind of cool sounding, you know, it just, it sounds like yeah. uh, it peaceful. It feels peaceful. If you know what I mean. Hey Randy, how does everybody find you, hunt you down, figure out how to bring you guys in uh, for an event? You can go to uh, happy-tiger.com, and uh, you'll get, it's, it's not a very fancy page, it's just a splash page, but it'll have our contact information. You can reach out to us there. And then my parent company is Extreme Arts and Sciences out of Seattle, and you can find us through Extreme as well, E-A-S-C-I.com. Uh, and then you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. I, I have a feeling, I think Pitt might even be out there on LinkedIn, but... Uh, Uh, You can reach out to me on Randy Harrington on LinkedIn, and I'm always uh, uh, interested to hear from you. Been uh, enjoying hearing from some of the good folks in Mississippi after our previous interview. 
Oh, yeah, man. You guys, everybody, I mean, everybody loved it. I mean, it was really great. So uh, I appreciate you guys spending the Mississippi Minute with me. Blessings to you guys and your families. I can't wait to physically meet you guys, Rob. Pitt, I can't wait to see you guys. Hopefully, we'll all be on stage together, doing a weekend together, and uh, and break bread, and and I get to uh, say hoo with you. Okay, that'll be great. <laughs> bring your drum, hey, bring, hey, bring your drumsticks, Rob. Just bring them. <laughs> sure, you want me to do that? All right. Heck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I can't wait. He's I can't very wait good. To have you. Oh, I know he is. I know he can do it. Brother Pitt, you got any instruments you play to uh, add to this new killer four-piece yeah, band? I just play the radio. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, if you didn't play the radio, I wouldn't have a radio show. So we're going to end it on that. I wouldn't have hit songs, so I'm glad you did. Thank you, guys. Happy Tiger. Check them out. Thanks for spending an entire Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org, everybody, to check out all incredible things. You can drive to us and hang out and experience our great history and culture. As a music and culture ambassador in Mississippi, that is my job to let you know later. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.